Yeah, there was a video that came across my desk of Jimmy Dore. Now, some of you say, who is this guy? Uh, the first time I seen this guy, long time ago, you, when I used to at least glance at the Young Turks, he was working over there for about 10 years. Now, you know the Young Turks is hardcore left wing. You know, they call themselves progressives. That doesn't mean anything for black people whatsoever. We know the so-called progressives are just as racist as those so-called conservatives, right? So he was actually labeled himself a Democrat all the way up until 2016. And then at 2016, he switched over from Democrat. Now he says he's independent. But if you listen to a lot of his talking points and even the video that we're going to listen to now, uh, just a short clip of him, um, is still Democrat talking points. Now, the Democrat Party and liberals in particular, them folks in particular on that party, they have this paternalistic um, mindset relating to black people. And it's because we allow it. And I'm repeat that again, because we allow it, but they have this paternalistic mindset that they feel like they could tell us what to do. They know what's best for us. We don't know what's best for us. We, we don't know what we go through in our lived experiences, etc. So, you know, the last podcast we had covered about Corey Bush and her presenting a bill talking about reparations. Well, the bill, it actually came out. And she's asking for $14 trillion for black people for reparations. Now that's, we'll get to that probably another podcast. That number alone made a lot of them very upset. If you want to know where they stand and how they feel about black people, I am noticing reparations is the litmus test. If you really want to know what they think, if you want to know their tendencies, where they going in the ideology, just ask them about reparations. How do you feel about reparations? See, they can't fake when you ask them about reparations because the real them come out, right? So someone wanted Jimmy Dore to talk about the bill and talk about what Corey Bush was presenting. Now, I want you to not only listen to what he says, but I want you to listen very carefully to the spirit behind what he's saying. Just, li just listen, but let's go ahead and roll that clip. Jimmy, can you do an episode on Missouri Democrat Corey, Representative Cory Bush has introduced new legislation calling for $14 trillion in reparations for black Americans? Ron Martin, thank you for how the about, How about we call for get, get them health care and a living wage first? I think I like health care and a living wage for all my brothers and sisters. How about we try to get them a health care and a living wage before we try to get something that's unbelievably divisive? How about uh, that? Can we get them health care and a living wage? Because that would help black people more than anything. Do you see what I meant about the spirit behind what he's saying? He was angry, completely angry that someone asking him to cover that. And he feels in his mind that he knows what black people need. He knows. And he says that you black people and me, we need livable wages and health care because that's what he said that we need. He don't live our life. He don't have our experiences. He hasn't been through nothing of what a black person has been through in America, but he feel like he has a right to tell us what we need instead of us saying, no, we need reparations because we have to close that wealth gap and that money will make everything right. It is a repair. It's not even a handout. It is a repair of the damage that was done to the black man and woman of America and people that's on that other side because you know, black folks, you love to vote Democrat. 
You love to vote Democrat. You love it. And this is how they think about you right there. You don't need reparations. You need a living wage and you need health care. But the same people that love to put in regulations on the small business people, the people they could put regulations on to make sure you have a living wage, right? The big, the Amazons, the Walmarts, uh, the targets anywhere else, right? They don't do it because they donate to them. So it's just the same old, same old BS. But I want to bring in before I continue brother Malcolm, I want you to listen to how, what brother Malcolm said about the liberal, because some of you probably heard this. Some of you may not, but Malcolm in this clip is so spot on. You would think he was actually living in 2023. Let's roll that crooked game of power politics here in America. The Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Isn't it kind of like just mind boggling that what Malcolm said in the 1960s is relevant in 2023. It lets you know, these people aren't progressive. They don't change at all. They're still the same as they were in the 1960s. Now, Malcolm also touched on the sellouts that we got today and we know who they are. All the, all the boule, the shucking and jiving boot licking shines. We, we all know who they are. Same thing the tokenism that the brother talked about, right? All the tokenism and all the little, you know, we know that we, we see all of that. Everything Malcolm said, but what he said about the liberal is that they have mastered the art of deceiving you and making you think they're your friend. Malcolm viewed them as more dangerous than that conservative. See, you could see Ron DeSantis coming a mile away. And I actually like to see them coming a mile away. 
But what's dangerous is, is the liberal because the liberal smile in your face. And when you turn your back, they stab you in it. When you approaching them with that smile, they feel just like Ron DeSantis and anybody else. They have a certain feeling towards you, but they mask it with a smile. And then when it comes to something they can't hide themselves with like reparations, they get angry and they tell you what you need because you have allowed them to speak for you. You have allowed it. You are the only group of people in the United States of America that vote 87%. Cause what you did in the last presidential election, 87% Democrat. Even when you have people who's supposed to be shaking things up. Prime example, cause I'm going to mention them. Cause I got to go back to that time period. You remember when ADOS was a thing and ADOS was saying, Oh, we're going to get reparations. We're going to shake things up, whatever. And then when the, when the Democrat party was not listening to them and they had said at the time, okay, since you're not going to listen to us, okay, we, we going to do this. We going to vote down ballot and they made sure to say Democrat. How are you hurting the Democrats when you voting still for Democrats? I just had a comment from a white person recently and the logic makes more sense than anything, but the white person was like, if all black people just stop voting Democrat just for one election cycle, just one and tell them you're not voting for them until you get reparations. He said, you, the Democrats will give it to you the next time because you actually sat it out and didn't show up for them. How is that hurting the Democrats telling them to vote down ballot Democrat? Well, leave the presidential ticket alone, but vote, give, but give Democrats power and everything else. I rode on that. Then I ride on that. Now that is not a good strategy. If you got the juice, then you tell the people, nope, since the Democrats not giving us what we want, oh, Republicans are going to give us something, or oh, you're not going to give us anything, no problem. we sitting it out. Then they want to get mad when you call them out about that. That was a dumb strategy. You still gave all your votes to Democrats. And then they want to say, we built that party. You didn't build a thing. White liberals built that party. You just showed up like dummies to go vote for them over and over and over and over again. And what do black people get out of the Democrat party? Not a freaking thing. The Democrat party based on how you vote black America, the reparations should have been done a long time ago based on your votes. You are loyal to these people. Like they gave us reparations. Where the loyalty comes from so much so that you will, you will argue another black person down, call them a sellout raccoon and anything else because they don't want to vote for the Democrat party. Where does the loyalty come from? But Malcolm told you they have mastered the art of deceiving you and acting like they're your friend. They use certain language, equity. Oh, hate speech, inclusion. And then after all that inclusion and hate speech, who benefits from it? The Asian community. They get a whole bill. You have been suffering for hundreds and hundreds of years with white supremacist terrorism, and they the one get the hate crime bill, not you. Even when you have a congressional black caucus, 
who outnumbers the Asian caucus on the Hill. All your congressional black caucus members voted for that and didn't even include black folk on that bill. Then the bourgeoisie, like Malcolm was referring to, like Boulay Martin will come behind and say, it's not an Asian hate crime bill. Y'all don't know what y'all are talking about because he gets his check from selling you down the river. Joy Reed, get her check from selling you down the river. Al Sharpton, get his check from selling you down the river. It's just that simple. Of course, he's going to come behind and say that's not what it is, but that's exactly what it is. Black folks even sneeze wrong around an Asian person. They are getting hate crime charges. It's happening all over America. Did you vote in the tune to 87% to give another community something else? 87%, but the LGBT is, is more protected than you. 87% immigrants could just come across the border, didn't have to suffer in this country, didn't have to fight for anything, didn't have to deal with dogs, water, uh, being swinging from trees, fighting folks, didn't deal with, with uh, nobody firebombing their communities, nobody burning down their whole cities, nobody running them out of their house. They have to deal with any of that. You did, and they get all the benefits, and you sit by, and you don't say much or nothing. You may complain here and there, but you take no concrete action against the Democrat Party politically. Because the way a lot of you still talking, let me see if I can predict this. Hmm. I will say next election, 2024, and I hope I'm wrong what I'm about to say. I would love to be wrong. The Democrat party is going to get 80% of the vote, 80% of the black vote. Easy. And I would love to be wrong. Trust me. I would love to be wrong on this. Please make me wrong. And if you can, if it'd be like 78%, well, Phil, 78%. No, that don't mean nothing to me. A good, a good statement to the Democrat party would be zero, but let's say 10%, 20%. A black people voted Democrat. That's it. That would actually make a statement. And if black people had some respect for themselves, which we really don't, they will say, we're not voting for you because you're playing games without reparations. And we're not going to vote for you till we get it. It's just that simple. We are going to be single issue voters. Like other people can be single issue voters. And you could try to shame us. It don't matter. We're not coming to vote for you until we get our reparations. See, the problem, a lot of you say you want reparations, but you don't want reparations, bro. I didn't figure that out. You really don't want reparations because you're not willing to do what it takes to get reparations politically. You're not willing to do it. You're not willing to tell them I want reparations or I don't want to hear nothing talking about. Some people are willing to do that, but the majority is not willing, brothers and sisters. Let's call it what it is. They really listen to what Jimmy Dore tell them to do then actually have a mind of their own and have some respect for themselves and say, doggone it, if we don't get reparations, we finished in America because they're already hauling everybody else in from other countries, putting them in the black cities to try to push you out. Chicago, black folks, they're trying to push you out of the city and, and, and put the other people in your, in your spot, in your neighborhood. That's what they're trying to do, and that's what they're going to do with the assistance of black politicians. 
And one thing that, that Malcolm did not talk about was the black liberal. The black liberal is worse because the black liberal know exactly what the white liberal want to do. And he's going to actually going out and do that just for a check. He's worse. This is why I tell y'all vote on policies, not people's color, because that's the game they play. Oh, all they want is black representation. Okay. Let me give them my people. So then we have a black face representing white supremacy, but you will complain. You will talk about the immigrants. You will talk about this, that, this, that, this, that, and the third, but what, what are you going to do? And you act like that, that voting for these people is, is going to, is a life or death situation. You act like if we don't vote Democrat, oxygen is going to be turned off and we not be able to breathe and we're going to die. That's what you act like. You act like if we don't vote Democrat, we're not going to have a morsel of food to put in our mouth because we didn't vote Democrat. You act like if we don't vote Democrat, we're going to lose all our jobs tomorrow. We won't have a place to stay because we didn't vote Democrat. That's how you act. You act like if you don't vote Democrat, God himself is going to say, you're not coming uh, to heaven with your ancestors. You're not coming because you did not vote Democrat in that election. That's how you act. You act like the Democrat party is God himself. And you wonder why the black community is in the position that is in. Didn't the scriptures teach have no other gods before me. And you have put them folks and definitely the Democrat party before God himself. You're more loyal to a Democrat than you're more loyal to God, the father. You're more loyal to their principles and their degeneracy that they, they teach that's against the scriptures than God himself. And this is why black America is where it's at. And this is why black America is constantly going down to the toilet. You want to, you want to know why everybody else is passing you? You want to know why people can come across the border and in five years get past you? Yeah, some of it is other people helping them and, and racism. But a lot of it is you don't want to do for yourself. You're worshiping the folks. You're worshiping a party above God himself. Some of you are teaching others that not to do for self, but to depend on this government, to depend on the Democrat Party. And you know who you are. Actually, condemning people for saying we need to do for ourselves, get together, unify, do what other groups are doing. You say that's silly that we need to be dependent on government. And how has that worked out for the black man and woman of America? Did the black people depend on government to build black wall street or did they get it out the mud and do it themselves? Did black people build Rosewood? on their own or did they depend on the government to do it? When black people have done great things, we did it on our own. We didn't look to them folks for nothing that we tried to do the worst thing that we have done is take ourselves out of the process of, um, being creative being more courageous and unifying and laying all our dependence on the slave master. 
You are not on a plantation, but you literally put yourself back in the position of a slave because a slave depends on the slave master for everything, for food, for shelter, for clothing, freedom of movement. You willingly done that. And I question any black person telling you to depend on these people when their history has shown they are not to be dependent on for us. No matter what political party it is, both of them agree to oppress the black man and woman of America. Both of them agree to that. One is more deceitful and act like they're your friend. The other one is going to be up in your face with it and say, I ain't fooling with them. I'm letting them know how I feel. That's it. It is asinine to tell black people to depend on these people. To look, all our hope is dependent on these people. And this is why we constantly failing. These people that's coming across the border, you know what their mindset is? I'm going to come in here. I'm going to work. I'm going to take advantage of this country or what they're trying to give me right now. I'm going I'm to I'm play the game. And I'm going to get up. I'm going to get me a business. And, and I'm going to take care of my family. And then with that mindset of entrepreneurship is why they're getting ahead. No, some of y'all want to sit up here and look at them folks for a job. Instead of trying to say, I want to create my own business. Then you want to get mad when you see some of these other people above you. When I'm sitting here watching their movements and their movements is what we normally would do in our community. It's not like that's abnormal. Listen, the way we are today is abnormal. It's abnormal. It's not who we are. If you study black American history, we were more entrepreneur based more community-minded, not this depending on the Democrat Party crap. That didn't come to after the Civil Rights Movement. All this depending on the Democrat Party and stop doing for ourselves as a people. When I spoke to my father, as I said before, last year or so, we went to the Dallas Cowboys game. He said when he grew up, there was no going to no white-owned anything. It was everything black-owned. The grocery store you're going to, black-owned. Your school you go to, black owned. The retail store, black owned. Everything was black owned. He said in the 1970s is when everything flipped. And he told me that ever since the 1970s, we have not been the same. And he said it was better prior to that civil rights movement bill being signed, civil rights bill. He said because at least we had in our own communities and our own things. Because I'm getting tired sometimes of hearing the complaints of, about pointing at other people and other groups because you have way more collective power than these other groups coming in here. You have actually more political clout than these other groups coming in. You have more collective money than these other groups coming in. And you're not using it. You're literally leaving a war chest there and you're sitting up here not using your political clout and letting people just coming across the border mobilize and actually get past you, and you got more political clout, you got more money than to, to mess with them collectively? Man, we say one or two things collectively as a group of people, we, we spark the world in, in movements. Even to this day, even in our broken state, we still can move the world, and we don't use that. This is why people like Jimmy Dore can talk to you like that or telling you what you don't need. 
the day you stop leaning and depending on these people and actually have some sort of courage in yourself as a man or a woman and collectively stand up and say enough is enough. We're not playing games with y'all no more. Either it's reparations or we're not voting for you, period. And, and just because we're not voting for you doesn't mean we stop what we got going on because we're going to do for ourselves. Statistics show our children uh, is be doing horrible. Statistics show in hospitals, black women is, is dying at the hands of these people. Constantly. Black men dying, not being diagnosed. Black people in the hospital in pain can't get medication. Because you're black, you could take more pain. And there's no scientific proof of that at all. Actually, science uh, proves against that. That's their white supremacist mindset. But instead of us getting together with our best health minds and creating our own hospitals and, and, and clinics, etc., we still lean all our care to these people. This is why we in the condition that we're in. It's not rocket science. Sometimes y'all make what we deal with in America like it's something complex. It's not complex. Once again, I told you this in a previous podcast. You participate in your own oppression. You keep your own oppression going. And I said before, some of you love the boot on your neck. You just want, you just want the, the boot taken off your neck just a little bit. The boot can stay there, but you just want to breathe a little bit better. That's all. But the boot can stay there. You're not serious about reparations if you're not about to make them have a political consequence behind your reparations. Well, what a, what a, if I don't vote, Phil, the Republicans going to get in there and they're going to get me. They're getting you now. The Democrats getting you too. You act, you act like you act like something's really going to happen to you that's not happening to you now. How has the Democrats protected us? That's what I want to know. How? Did the Democrats do anything about Breonna Taylor? What about George Floyd? They, they didn't do anything about that. The Democrats didn't put in an anti-black hate crime bill, and they could have done it. They could have. You so scary. You thinking somebody gonna like because you you know why you scary? You're scared because once again you look at them as your God. And you scared to piss off your God. Not the God of heaven and earth, but your God with little G, the Democrat Party. That's all. And I I, I guess I can't relate to you. In a lot of ways, I can't. I'll never relate to that because thank God he's had freed my mind and allowed me to see what it really is. You would never, never, never not be oppressed when you depended on the white supremacists. You will always be oppressed. That is your place. Your place in, in America is to be oppressed. As long as you depend on them, you will be oppressed. So if you, if that's the lot in life you want, then Hey, have at it. I don't want your lot in life. You can have it. I, I, whatever my decisions in life is what my decisions are. 
And my decisions have been to not sit up here and depend on these people for everything. It's about create, 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 innovate, 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 build, build, build. That's what it is. The black people that I hang around, friends and family, think the same way. I will not be around any of you on, on an extended basis that think the other way because that's going to bring me down. Because I need black people that's going to, you know, hey, push me up when I need to be pushed up. That's family and friends. And then if we create enough businesses, we can hire our brothers and sisters in the community. Do you know black businesses hire more uh, people that come out of prison than, than the white folks do? When these brothers and sisters come out of jail, a lot of times they're wronged. They have to get a job. If they don't get a job in a certain amount of time, it can all make them even go back. Prime example, I got a cousin right now. He he's in he's in prison. And it was a BS. Trust me, if I was in the position I was in, I'm in today versus if it had been back then, he probably wouldn't be there. But he's in there right now. No, he didn't he didn't kill nobody. No, he didn't uh violate no woman, no child, or nothing like that. It was nothing like that. It was straight BS. But I bet I, I guarantee you this. When he come out and if he can't find anything at all, all he got to do is pick up the phone and say, Hey, Phil, I, I need, I need a job, you know, cause I need to make sure, you know, I have something cause parole cousin is, is, is done. See a lot of you can't do that. Can't tell your, your cousin or, or your brother or something. You got a job waiting on them when they come out and they need it. When you sit here and create, when you create businesses and do what our people did for hundreds of hundreds of years, our people, do you know more black men that were swinging from a tree were black businessmen and women? Do you know that? They can't stand to see a black man or woman create something on their own because we can get our own people out of a mess when we create something and we won't have to listen to Jimmy Dore talking crap telling us what we need when we know what we need as a people. When are you going to respect yourself? Aren't you tired of these people talking down to you like that? Aren't you tired of them telling you what you go, what you need to do and what you don't need to do? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of watching people come across the border, come from Africa, come from the Caribbean and pass you up in five years. Aren't you tired of that? And you have more political clout and money to do so than the people coming. And then you want to complain on people. It is time for, for us as a collective of people to return ourselves back to the, to our ancestors mindset. In the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, that created for themselves instead of begging these people for everything. You beg, 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 and what do you get? Nothing. You vote 87%. What do you get? Nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. You get criminalized. I'm sorry that you're attacking Asians. 
and it wasn't even you. It was the white supremacists, but you get criminalized by the same party that you voted for at 87%. When, when, when are you going to get tired of it? I'm tired of it, but when are you going to get tired of it? Now I told you before, I'm not letting none of you take me down with you. I'm not. You can take yourself down. I'm not going down with you. But the time that I am speaking to you about these issues, because the day going to come, I'm not going to be talking to you about these issues no more. I'm going to be moving on and talking about something else. Because I was like, look, I left a body of work, and you can listen to that. Now I'm talking about this. I've done that a few times on different subjects. Get your act together. Build something. Unify with your people. Don't depend on these people for everything. I'm not saying don't take advantage of a government program that can give you some money to help you create your business. I'm not saying that because you have some idiots saying that too. If you can get money as a black woman because there's a woman thing and you, and you can use that government money to take advantage of the money, you pay taxes. But I'm not telling you to just depend on that to create your business. Not telling you that create your business. If you got some money available that you can get, get the money, get it. Why not? But you don't depend on them to do something. You get it going and then you can get an opportunity to get something, get it. If not, just keep knocking out the mud, whatever, you never know what's going to happen. Cause let me know what y'all think about, you know, this situation here with, with, with Jimmy Dore and his, his vitriol, Toward reparations. Because no, no, let me tell you something. It don't matter if they're liberal or conservative. They all feel that way about reparations. He said it's divisive. Of course it's divisive. It is. Because it's divisive because them folks don't want you to have it. No matter how, what political aisle they think. They don't want you to have it. Other groups don't want you to have it either. And you're going to keep dealing with this issue until you take reparations seriously. And the only way you could take reparations seriously, you have to tell the Democrat party, you're not getting 87% of my vote no more. You may lucky to get 10%. Trust me, it would turn America upside down if black folks voted just 10% Democrat. I'm talking about that'd be, that would be like just 90% abandon the party and nobody voted. Everybody sat it out because they didn't want to vote for them or they can vote for the Republican, whatever they want to do, but at least don't give the Democrats your vote. That's the only thing I'm saying. That was, that was in a statement and a shockwave, but y'all not ready for that. Because you look at the Democrats as your God, which is sad.